The following is brought to you by the Starfleet Podcast Network, SPN, The Spin. Big J's Beef. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Big J's Beef. Now, I'm here with the beautiful Nico, not to be confused with my son, Nacho. So there's Nacho. It's my son. Nico is the old battle axe for me. Now, I'm glad you were able to come in and sit here with me. And you guys might be wondering to yourselves, why are you two wearing Star Wars t-shirts? And my response to that would be, it doesn't matter. All right. So, well, would you like to say hi first, introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm Nico and, um, I have divided allegiance, Star Wars, Star Trek. So I decided to come on down and, uh, do a in-person this time. So instead of being on the phone, yes. which is nice, which is nice. Yeah. Cause I can do laundry and all sorts of other things to keep myself entertained while we're talking. So we'll... you were doing laundry while we were trying to talk. Yes, oh, I was. Okay. So we're going to talk about Star Trek Picard season three, part three. This episode is titled 17 seconds. Now in this episode, we learned a little bit more about Jack Crusher's background, where he came from, how Picard fits into this whole thing. And one of the big things that was cleared up, and I'm glad that they did, because we talked about this uh, in our previous episode was was he naturally conceived? Was it some kind of something else other than that? Uh, so come to find out, Picard and uh, Crusher, uh, Beverly Crusher, Jean-Luc Picard, they were on shore leave and they were on vacation together and uh, they were in a romantic relationship and she got pregnant. She got pregnant the old fashioned way. Now, I just, I don't, I, I said this last time, I am just not buying that at their age, without any kind of assistance, that that just happened naturally. I, it just, it blows my mind, but that's that's neither here or there. But what we learned was, Beverly found out she was pregnant uh, after, it, it, two months before she left the Enterprise, she got pregnant. And then when she left, she just ghosted everyone, including including Picard. Now, that's my beef today that we're going to talk about is not giving him the opportunity to make that choice about, well, he wanted to be a parent, about wanting to be a parent. What do you, what's your thought on that? I am so disappointed he really wasn't a clone, but. <laughs> oh, are you serious? <laughs> no, um, no, I do have to go back to. Um, yeah. So I was wrong. Um and I think that Beverly did a good job of explaining why she didn't tell Picard. Um, and we kind of alluded to that in the last episode where, you know, they are both bigger, larger than life people. Um, and, you know, she just she says, you know, every time I went to tell you there, you were, your life was at stake. So I can understand, number one, her being afraid um, for Picard and finding out he had a child and losing the child. But I also understand her point in bringing up the fact that she was afraid, um, you know, because he was constantly being attacked by these other entities, uh, civilizations, Romulans, things like that. Romans, Klingons, whoever it may be, his life was always at risk. That she said, you know, here I'm having a son of Picard, you know, and that automatically makes him a target. So I think that that was 
a very valid point in her not only feeling like she wouldn't have someone to step up to be a father, um, which, you know, that was kind of her fear. But the idea that, um, you know, something's going to happen to Jack and there was no way for her to make sure that she could protect him um, if everybody knew about him. So, you know, and I guess she, you know, telling a man like Picard, here's your son. Like, I don't know he how he would have reacted to that. But I think definitely, you know, someone somewhere would have found out about he it. He wasn't so. given the chance to react, though. He wasn't told at all. I think that's I think that's kind of wrong was to just to make him wonder, like he said, if there was something that he did wrong. And I don't. Just because your life is, I get it, you're, it's constantly at risk, but is the solution to that to just not let your child know his father, to keep the father out of it? Well, so she did bring up the point that, um, so she didn't tell Picard about it, but she brought up the point where she had said, you know, I told Jack all about you and he made the choice not to contact you. So I think we have to go back to that. That's a really big decision um, for someone to make on their own. And I know that I've had people close to me who have made that same decision where they have been adopted and were told, here's information if you want to contact your biological parent. I know this is a little bit of a different situation, but still, I mean, to not have known that parent your entire life and then someone say, okay, well, you can take the step forward. Um, you know, it would have been better had she probably uh, talk to Picard in the first place and let him make that choice um, and make that contact and try to for, forward that. So I can't say that I agree with her um, taking away all of that, but I wonder somehow, somewhere, someone would have found out if Picard knew and that would have put him at risk. Just like we're seeing right now, somebody's after Jack and the whole entire crew ends up being like, this is life or death. And now we're facing death because he's on the ship. So, you know, and we find out like, this isn't just about, it it really isn't about Jack, but the easiest way to get to someone is to go through their kids. So we've seen that time and again, um, you know, and, and that really was, we find out all of her fears are true. And, you know, like as soon as somebody finds out, you know, and so somebody somewhere knew something along the way. Um, so they had to have known it was somebody that was close to her at some point um, in Star Trek and I think or Starfleet. And she said, you know, for sure that there's somebody somewhere that's been following us and keeps finding us and keeps finding us. So um, someone was always turning on them anytime they thought they could trust anyone. Yeah. So she said, I, t- I told everyone not to trust anybody and I can only trust you. So I'm sure that there's some more that's going to come out in a, future episodes about that. Um, who is this person that's betraying her and um, trying to get at Riker or I'm sorry, trying to get at um, Picard. And we see this whole kind of battle between Will's with Riker having lost a son and, you know, and then Picard goes through that momentarily thinking that he's lost the only opportunity he has. And the only time he's spent with his son is 
uh, kind of negative, um, yeah. you know, and there's, there's, you know, there's an air of tension there. And so I'm sure that we're going to find in the future episodes too, where there, there's going to be a lot of rebuilding to go, to go through, um, for, for them. Well, the thing that I don't agree with, I, I think it's kind of insensitive is that Beverly knew what Picard has gone through in regards to how he feels about families and about his lineage. He made it clear in more ways than one that he is not comfortable around children. That was stated a couple times in next generation episodes. He's not comfortable around children and families. He always considered himself kind of a solitary man and he's just lived that solitary life and seemed to be okay with it until the events of Star Trek Generations, where his brother and his nephew were killed in a fire. And he had this realization. It was kind of a, I guess, an existential crisis that his family line ended with him. And he never took that chance to have a family because he felt that, well, I I have my brother who's doing that. He has a son. They're going to carry on that line. And Beverly knew that she knew what he went through. And I'm sure off screen, they spoke on screen. He talked to uh, counselor Troy off screen. At some point, I'm sure he talked to Beverly about that. So she knows she, she had to have known that not having him involved, keeping this a secret was going to do more damage than doing what, what Dr. Marcus said to Kirk back when, when Kirk had uh, Kirk and Carol Marcus had David was that she wanted him to wanted David to be in her world where it was safe and not in Picard's or like, I'm sorry, not in Kirk's where it was always some kind of danger. I get that. But there was a discussion had on that. It wasn't just she, she vanished and you had to find out 20 years later that you have a child. And you did bring up an interesting point was that Jack was given the ability or given the opportunity to meet Jean-Luc Picard, to meet and get to know his father. But, you know, at, at what age did that happen? Did it happen when it was too late? He, he spent how many years growing up feeling that he didn't have a father? Did she say something early on. That's the thing we don't know is did we, did we get to a point where he was told too late and at what point, maybe you can help me out with this here. Is there a good time to tell a child who the other parent is? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that, um, having worked with children for most of my life, I think probably an ideal time would just, you know, when they're young, when they're five years old, start giving them little hints about things, you know, had I, he did, he did say that mom would start talking about stories about all of them and then she'd get sad and she'd stop. So she was giving some background about her life around all these people, but we don't know how much of that was here's your father. And this is, you know, these are the things. And I think part of that went into the whole, you know, if I keep 
enough of this quiet, then he's not going to know exactly who the dad is and won't try to search it out too early. You know, like Mm -hmm. I I really do think though, that the younger that the kids are, um, the better they handle that. Now I know that there are some laws and things out there where it's typically like you're 18 and then you're, then you get your information. Um, you know, and that's, that really is too late. Isn't that only in regards to adoptions? Um, yeah, but in this situation, I would imagine she would have kind of gone that same route of like, I'm not going to tell him too much until he's actually like closer to, you know, I mean, it doesn't seem like she was saying, Hey, I told him when he was 10 or, you know, like years and years prior. Um, so, you know, I feel kind of like maybe she did wait a little too, too late. And, you know, the resentment of, you know, well, my dad didn't care about me or he wasn't in my life was already there in Jack's mind. So what's the point of, you know, going and him having to do all the work, you know, like, and, and maybe she didn't do a good job of telling Jack that, you know, I haven't told your father about you and, you know, here's the reasons why. And I really think it's important for us to go, you know, I don't, I think she just kind of left it on him and she, she wasn't kind of being that proactive parent to, um, kind of help him through that situation and the stages that it would take, um, to go through that. And, uh, you know, so I really think she could have done a better job of that, you know, kind of leading it like, hey, do you want to do this? You know, let's try. Well, I get the concern about telling him, telling Jack about his father and the kind of life he lives. The thing that I am not really liking is that she could have explained all of that to Jean-Luc. She could have told him Listen, you're, there's always an attempt on your life. When when Starfleet calls, you take that as a good thing. You're you're ready to jump in and go. He's not reticent about getting into these situations and maybe putting his life at risk. The thing is, he, he's in Starfleet. You're in Starfleet. There's going to be risk involved. She could have brought those concerns to him and had that conversation about that. He may have even said, you're absolutely right, Beverly. Uh, This is my life is not the kind of life that a child should be raised in. And he wouldn't be the first person in Starfleet to have to deal with that. And I don't think being in Starfleet is any more dangerous. I, I could be wrong. I get it. Maybe it is. But there are people in dangerous occupations now Firefighters, police officers, construction workers, uh, I mean, the military, of course. I can't believe I almost forgot to say that. And they have families and they know what they're getting into with that. But that was that was completely hidden from him. And I just I got that's that's the beef I've got. She just cut him off. Well, I do think. It probably was one of those things because she did mention that they had ended their relationship right when she found out she was pregnant. So, you know, there's that is a huge piece in there. Um, You know, her thinking, okay, I'm suddenly pregnant and now I'm supposed to turn around and tell this man that, um, you know, like 
I'm pregnant and this is your kid and we've just ended for our relationship for the fifth time. Like, you know, you that's got me knocked up. I'm gone. <laughs> that's a lot of on off uh, for for any couple uh, in and out. Honey, five you wouldn't times. do that to me, would you? <laughs> you, you wouldn't. Uh, if you're looking for an excuse to skip town, there's a lot of them. It could be that you couldn't handle any more of my charming nature, <laughs> my great sense of humor, my dashing good looks, anything like that. But I would hope that it wouldn't be a situation like that because I would find you. Well, I do think um, and, you know, we see like Picard, like going through this whole like, oh, my gosh, you know, after the fact, 20 years later. I could have had all of these things. I could have been a dad. I could have been a husband. And, you know, like, I know that we had seen him, you know, on his um, vineyard and all that. But do we think that 20 years ago, he would have just up and left and done that? I think that she was probably pretty convinced. No, let him have that opportunity. I think she was convinced he wouldn't have done that at that point in his career. But here's the other piece, though. She did say, you know, okay, so we go back to that part of we just broke up for the fifth time. I suddenly find out I'm I'm pregnant and this was totally unexpected. And then she's like, every time I started to try to tell you it was this, you know, for nine days and then this for another two weeks. And then, you know, and it was like. I get like how hard that would have been to try to tell him in the first place. But every time she goes to tell him, like, I know you kind of say things happen for a reason or, you know, like there's the kind of that thing out there, like karma, like is karma trying to tell her, don't tell him because every time I get ready to go tell him, like some major thing happens. But how long does it take? (laughs) I'm pregnant there. See, I I did that in. In two seconds, I wasn't worried about you getting blown away with this tornado that sounds like it's forming outside. Well, is that it's that easy? Okay, is it not? But here's the thing, though. She's obviously got hormones and all that going through. She's got all these fears. She knows him. She knows the kind of man he is, Um, you know, and, and way back when, you know, he what like Starfleet was his life. He was so. Um, well-known and up there in his career and everything. I mean, he's not just this typical guy again. So he was stabbed through the heart once when he was young, assimilated by the Borg. <laughs> sure. He's been captured, held hostage, all kinds of things. She didn't want a Borg baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> now that's a little insensitive right there. Okay. That's, that's too soon. Didn't want a Borg baby. No, but I, I don't know. It's, I well, I just I I think she just you know like I mean look at the th- the seriousness of everything that he's gone through. I mean, again, that takes me back to you're in this career, you know, you know it can be like that. Well, okay, so they weren't trying, they weren't trying. Sure, it was an oops, it, it was an accident, but you can't suddenly feel like the risks that his life is constantly in. Well, I, I don't know. You're you're kind of you're kind of getting me to to think a little differently than I thought coming into this, maybe changing my mind a little bit that you're right, there would be a constant risk to the child if if it were found out. Because you're right, if the the quickest way to get to someone is through their children. You can torture me and waterboard me. I'm not telling you anything. You say something about harming my kids. I'm going to sing like a bird. That's just just that instinct, that parental instinct. So 
I agree with what she did, not how she did it. Well, hopefully we'll see, you know, like we do have that scare of Jack almost, well, we think he's dead. And then suddenly he's, you know, she shocks him back after a lot of shocks, you know, and, and he revives. Um, So, yeah, I, I, and this kind of makes me wonder because of all of his Picard's attitude, um, you know, I don't know, they're probably going to give it number six go. And, you know, maybe there's, like I said in the last episode, when he saw her on board, nothing was said between them. And there, there definitely was something still there. So, and, mm-hmm. and the whole reveal of kind of how and why and what happened with her withholding the information that they discussed in this episode, I thought was very low key. Um, you know, I actually was surprised that there wasn't some yelling or, you know, like this was very low key. I mean, this was not what I would expect from. You felt like it would have been more than. I, oh, yeah. I mean, this is not what, you know, like think about that, though. I mean, if there is so much emotional tension going on, you know, both of them have had 20 years apart. Um, they didn't say goodbye on the best terms. Now there's this huge thing between them, a, a person um, that they've created together. I, I really felt like there, you know, there was a lot like it was kind of this whole like, OK, you know, I understand, you know. And so, I don't, I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm shocked there wasn't a little more emotion involved um, seeing it come out in tone of voice or whatever else. I or, thought there was. Uh, and, and just maybe she didn't my cry. Opinion. He didn't raise his. I mean, neither one of them raised their voice. So uh, to me in that situation with them, just kind of really being so low key, mm-hmm. that to me kind of was a setup for them to get back together and maybe try to, make a situation where they actually are a couple again and now they have this child between them, you know, and maybe that part of them coming together is going to be the thing that we see Jack steps up and is like someone who sticks around in Starfleet for a while. You know, maybe that is the path we're going to start seeing where, you know, he's really brought into the fold because they both, their life has been Starfleet and uh, what she left mostly because of this pregnancy. I I think that that's exactly what it was, was once she found out she was pregnant at some quick point after that, she just left. She left. She was gone. She stopped talking to any of her former shipmates. She just goes to them just like that. And I th- I think it's, I understand it now. I get it. And I know she meant well. She meant well. And yes, that makes sense. But for someone who's gone through the kind of loss that he has, I'm I'm talking about Picard, to go through the kind of loss that he has had and to have that decision taken made for him, it was made for him, which I think is certainly not a not a fair call to make. And he expressed that he he expressed that, uh, that frustration with Beverly making the decision for him is that 
it was always something with with you and your life at risk. So I'm going to decide for you that this would be too much. So you've got you've got the ghosting. That's one making decisions for him, robbing him of what he wanted, that he could have been a parent. And so I've I've got to wonder, and this is something that's that's not new in Star Trek, but I've got to wonder how many people out there gone through something like this where they wanted to be a parent. Now I know there are some that they don't, you know, they'll they'll do the deed and then that's it. Or there are some that find out they have a child and want to take responsibility. But the thing is, is that you've you've got to give each person that opportunity to make a well-informed decision and not have them have it made for you. But well, I think we see that set up with the revival of Jack. So I'm really thinking that this is where we're going to go is there's going to be a turnaround. Jack is going to have a change of heart. Um, you know, like I was very entertained by Riker watching Jack kind of going back and forth while his parents are pacing. having this <laughs> conversation that he's excluded from. And he did not want to be excluded from that. Um, you know, and, and, it, and he even says then, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask to be who I am. And, you know, I'm not asking anybody to do anything for me in, in the crew and all that. And, you know, Riker's kind of like, well, you know, this is who you are. And, you know, these are who your parents are. And you, yeah, everybody's going to look at you like you're some kind of, you know, anomaly versus, you know, kind of, I, I don't know. There's a spectacle to him because of who whose son he is. And, you know, and of course, because there's this romance between the captain, well, Captain a long time ago and Beverly Crusher. And so, you know, we know things happen, um, you know, they're, they're stuck on the ship and all that, but you know, it's, it's nice to see that there is this chance for them all to kind of move forward. And I think that there is going to be this bringing Jack into the fold. Um, and it's, it's just kind of funny because Riker's watching them and he, you know, he's like just really entertained. And Jack's like, I don't understand. I don't. Why, why are you looking at me? So he just doesn't even understand, you know, like this relationship that all of them have had. And he has only heard little bits and pieces from his mom of stories. So he's going to become, you know, familiarized with all of these people that he's heard some stories about and really get to know who they are in real life. So that's going to be kind of interesting too, I think. And I'm sure she has told stories about him, just didn't say who he was. And Riker reacted and is reacting to this the way that you would think is that, he experienced that losing a child. There was a complicated birth for one. And then there was a point where he lost a son. And that's just something that you never really recover from. And he sees Jean-Luc with having a son and doesn't want him to lose that. Like you have an opportunity here. You have this opportunity. I've been through loss. And so have you. You know that as well. So why wouldn't you try everything you could to mend that beyond putting my ship and my crew in danger to, to save him? And 
You know, that's that's another thing is risking other people's lives. I get that you would risk your life for your child. And in a flashback scene, they talked about that at the bar. Picard and Riker mm-hmm. talked about that. Riker said, he, as parents, you would burn the earth for your child. And I get that. And you think it would maybe just words, but Picard took it literally. He really put the ship and 500 lives at risk. And I totally get that. I think any of us would do that. We we would. But I think that we tend to forget, well, what about all these other people that have families and children? So there's another thing. A decision was made for them that they are going to risk their lives and their families for this man and his child. So how do you reconcile that? How do you, one, you've got, you've got Beverly making choices for Picard about being a uh, father or not. And then you've got Picard making the choice for this crew that I'm not going to give any of you the opportunity to voice your opinion. I'm going to put us all at risk. I'm going to I'm going to risk all of your lives for my son. Well, I I think that they were in such a precarious situation. Um, They're up against somebody they're unfamiliar with who has a ship that is well beyond anything they've ever encountered before. So we do see some of that. um, I don't know. There's some ego going on here between uh, Riker and Picard, um, you know, and there's also some of that emotion surrounding, you know, this whole um, issue of the parenting and the sons and loss and, you know, trying to reconcile um, that situation. Um, And so we see where, you know, Riker's like, I'm not listening to you. I'm going to do my own thing. And then he does listen to Picard. And I think in those situations, they're in such an emergency quick, Uh, moments, kinds of settings that, you know, nobody really knows exactly what to do at that moment. And and unfortunately, um, we kind of see something that I guess we see some foreshadowing going on. And I I guess I wasn't really totally paying attention to that. Um, And then when they kind of open the little portal and (laughs) their own weapons come back on them, (laughs) you know, like I... you know, when you're in a in an emergency situation, you're you're thinking as fast as you can, and so we see both of these men are trying to, you know, do something to get away from someone who is definitely a predator, and you know has them in a situation where got them dead to rights. There's there's kind of no win here. So, you know, we kind of see all of these split second decisions and it results in them, you know, we're we're left hanging in the air. We have no idea what's going to happen, but we assume everybody's on their way to being dead. Um so yeah, I'm really interested to see how they're going to pick up from that point. Obviously, <laughs> if we assumed they 
would all die, we probably wouldn't have the rest of the season. So <laughs> I'm really thinking something's going to happen Next episode here. is the finale of Picard. Everyone yeah, dies. Yeah, we're having an early finale. <laughs> um, so, no, but I mean, it'll be interesting to see what can they come up with as their solution. Because, you know, it is really interesting for all of the, um, you know, as young as Jack is, um, trying to figure out and going to talk to um seven of nine i know that's not what we're calling her now but that's what i know her as um you know like they yeah that's that's her name the only one that refuses to call her that is captain shaw and you know he's out of the picture yeah well the good riddance because he he was kind of a jerk don't know if he's <laughs> i don't think he's dead i don't know they're gonna kill him off but he's definitely yeah i out of commission uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with all of that, because it, it's really interesting because, you know, Jack, as as young as he is, he's able to help figure out that, like, there's yeah, the, that's a pretty major thing. So, you know, there there's another hint of setting him up for something in the future of Starfleet right there. So, um, I'm you know, and definitely, um, you know, we've got LaForge's daughter um, coming to seven of nine saying, you know, I don't think you were wrong. You know, I think you were doing what you needed to do. So we see where, you know, Shaw may have been in command for like, what did they say? Five years on that ship. Mm -hmm. And, but he didn't have any of the situations that Picard or Riker or some of these other captains and admirals and whatever other titles they have. Oh God! So, you know, like I really, I, I don't know. I mean, they did address the uh, the accent thing. So, you know, that there was that. Yes, they did. <laughs> OK, now let me let me spend just a little bit of time on that and just say, come on, bullshit. There is so much suspension of disbelief that they're asking for this season that I'm I think I'm out. I, I have like a little bit. I'm going to show you here. A little bit. You see that in my hands if you're watching. A little bit of suspension of disbelief allowance that I'll give. However, a lot of it was eaten up with a natural pregnancy with, with two people at an age where you would think unassisted, not going to happen. You're not going to have an oops at, at the age they were when it happened. Okay. You're asking me for suspension of disbelief there. Okay. That's minus 10 points of suspension right there. Now you're going to tell me that Beverly Crusher went through so much effort to ghost and not have any communication with any of them, but sends her son to school in London. And sure, I get because now tell me if I'm wrong. You're your teacher, so you're going to know more than I do about this. But aren't accents picked up by environment? Like, it's not biological. It's not something. No, you no, no. Hear. And they, they, there was a joke about that being biological. It is definitely wherever you are um, when you are learning sounds during your first years is is kind of what you're used to hearing and that's how our language develops mm -hmm. so we don't know at what age was he in london starting so it's very possible that um he was 
at a young age of being a toddler or whatever else learning to speak. And, you know, I mean, they did mention boarding school, but if she was like, we talked about um, kids being on the, on the ships, but also some of these people are going on ships or away teams or whatever, and they're, or on, they're on outposts and they don't take the kids with them. So we don't know whether Beverly was living in London and around that, um, you know, on earth all that time, um, very, she very well could have been, you know, she was definitely out of Starfleet and maybe she was able to hide out there for a significant amount of time where he would have developed, um, those, that accent and, and some of the language and stuff. Um, and then, you know, like I said, he could have been placed away from her. So we don't know whether she was there or not, but we definitely know that she said he was there at least for a significant portion of time. So, you know, and there's, um, a lot of kids I would say who, um, it's interesting cause I've moved around. So mm-hmm. there are places where I'll go and I've lived and people have said, Oh, you have an accent. And I'm like, I do. I don't think I have an accent. <laughs> and it's interesting because, you know, like I've lived out in the Southwest, I've lived in the Midwest and it, you know, and I hear stuff, um, in both places. And I'm like, okay, well, which is it? You know, where is my accent from? And, you know, there are some regional words that I would say, and, you know, people will use different ones and that's, you know, so I get where some people were kind of not sure about that last part and they did address that. So I'm, I'm sure somewhere somebody was like, okay, we've got to address this in the storyline. But like I had said, not all these kids, because we talked about he was a con artist and we didn't know whether he had been away and something happened to him. And maybe they like sent somebody else in and, you know, because there were no DNA tests that we saw so far. Um, but no, we we really do believe he is biologically hers unless they come up with some other twist in the story later on. So, you know. OK. OK. All right. But. My suspension of disbelief allotment has been decreased significantly, and it didn't start out with a whole lot, and they have already taken some away. Now, let me ask you your opinion on this. So, and this could be, this is a pet peeve that that I've had. It could be stupid. So, let me lay a little, little background for you as I'm working towards making that point. And I'm going to talk about Star Wars because we're wearing Star Wars t-shirts, which now we didn't do this on purpose. We just happened to match. I put on the Star Wars t-shirt today for just no reason. It was right there on top of the basket of clean clothes. I hadn't put anything up yet. And okay. She, I, I did purposely wear mine because what? I did purposely wear mine because I thought it would be funny because oh. we're doing Star Trek. But, you know, there's there's all these people have this thing of which is better. Obviously, Star Trek is better, but I do love Star Wars, too. So I just thought it would be really funny. And then I walk in and, you know, we already had this conversation where I was like, do you want to match? And you were like, no, I don't want to be a twin to you. And now we're twinning. I don't want to be without even trying. I don't want to be one of those couples. that's like walking (laughs) down the street, wearing the same outfit, being twins. That's stupid. Who does that? Uh, You know, I've done that with some of my teacher friends before. And the kids are all like, did you call each other on the phone and pick out your outfits? And it's like, no, we just happen to be friends and think along the same line. So, you know, yeah, no, I would have assumed it was going to be something else. Batman or something. Superman on you. Many, many years ago, there was this 
job I worked at and me and another guy, I kid you not, for three days in a row, three days, we walked in with the same color shirt. <laughs> we It was the same shirt, like same color. We just happened to get it differently from wherever, but we walked in three days in know. a row. That, that was, just means that we're all the same wavelength here. So, so going back to the what I was going to say about Star Wars is that Anakin Skywalker did not know that he had children. Didn't know that. Had no clue. There was an importance that Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda had to make sure that the twins were separated. That they did not want Darth Vader to know. Did not want the Emperor to know. Leia did not go by the name Skywalker, but Luke did. Okay, so it is absolutely imperative that you hide this child, <laughs> but you're going to keep the name and you don't think for a second that that might get out somehow. Okay, so there's there's that. I'm, I'm going to leave that. I'm going to put that over here. Beverly does the same thing. I get it. The last thing she's going to do is call the kid Jack Picard. She's going to go by her last name, which is common. That that happens mm -hmm. if you if you have a child and you're not married to the father. You see that a lot. The child would have the mother's last name. But wouldn't you think with all the effort she went through that she's going through with this, that really Crusher is not. I don't think it's that common of a name. At least it's not common enough that if probably you, not in Starfleet either. Right. Probably not in Starfleet. You would think that you would hear that. Well, yes, especially because they would know she was they would know she was the member of his crew. So it's interesting that, right. you know, because in that Jack respect, Crusher was a senior. Jack Crusher senior was a Starfleet officer served on the Stargate. OK, so she named him after her husband. Yeah, basically, he's Jack Crusher Jr. OK. Yes. So you've got that. Wesley Crusher became a traveler, but he served as an acting ensign and ensign and then went to Starfleet. So the name Crusher is not completely like under the radar. So it, at least it's it's known enough that you would think I want to hide this child from this life of Starfleet. Well, you just brought up a really good point. Uh huh. I because, did. Yeah, I, I because we were talking about all of what you know. Beverly's going through with um, having this child. She already had Wesley, and you know there were times when Wesley's life was in danger because yeah. he was in Starfleet and he was related to her. So you know. It, all of her fears were surrounded by the she had already lived through this with one child in Starfleet. Um, and even though he wasn't um, Picard's son, we talked about that before where Picard had taken on a father, fatherly role um, with Will. I'd call it mentor. I don't. I don't think Picard ever really. Well, he did discipline and do some other stuff with with Wesley. So I would say he he definitely was not just a mentor like he okay. definitely was kind of that pseudo father. Okay. Um, and, you know, and she she allowed that she wanted that because, you know, he had that hole in there. So I, I 
I also wonder, I mean, even though I see where that whole portion of this could have been very legitimate fears for her with, with uh, Picard's son, um, you know, I, I do wonder, though, if possibly there was that opportunity earlier for um, Picard to kind of know about the son if things might have been different. Maybe he could have helped her in a way, keep him secure. But like we said, she's she's alluded to trust no one. So we know that there's someone who has been after them for a while and somebody that is going to come out and it's going to be like, oh, we thought you were the good guy and you're not. And so, you know, I, I think that she must have known some of that pretty early on. Um, so maybe these these initial fears that, you know, yeah, there's tension. Yeah, we had a bad situation that when we broke up, all of that stuff was like um, maybe she figured out who that person was or she had an inkling that this person was in Starfleet early enough on that she was like, I can't tell him now, um, you know, so I'm interested to find out who this is and how they develop that part of the storyline, because there it's going to be somebody that Picard's going to be blown away by. And we all are when we figure find out. Um, yeah. What's this lady's beef with Picard? Because the thought that they have is it doesn't. Well, Beverly said this when her and Jean-Luc were talking the uh, sick bay. Were they in sick? Where were they? I think was, she's the lackey for somebody uh, else. There's, yeah. It's not about Jack. No, it's what not. She, it's, she doesn't think it's about Jack. No, it's, it's about, not. It's it's about Picard, but we don't we don't know why. What's the Vatic? Vatic. Okay, so we don't know who Vatic is. I'm going to say working for is what I feel like. Yeah, got to be working for. I don't think this somebody. one person. I, she just doesn't seem like she's got the resources and all of the experiences and all of that to be. There's some place that she's been that, I don't know, Picard went um, or did something and she just happened. I mean, did she live there? Was she, you know, was it? There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that got beef with Picard. Well, so that'll be interesting to find out because I know she is not the mastermind behind all of what's going on with that piece. So I'm interested to find out who is pulling her strings because that's what it feels like. She feels like she's the puppet from someone else. And here's the problem. It's not like Picard made any friends at the Battle of Wolf 359. There were 39 ships destroyed, thousands of lives lost. So you've got to think there's there could be an entire generation or two of people and of families that could have beef with him. Cisco did. Cisco had all kinds of trouble when he was being assigned command to DS9 because he lost his wife mm-hmm. and became a single father because of Locutus and at that battle. So there's no telling the the ripple effect of of that is as we've seen has has been huge and i'm uh, and i'm glad that that event had not uh, ever been brushed under the carpet in regards to trek you still had ramifications of that and of that simulation even up to the first season of picard and here's my question kind of going back to 
I want to hide this child, so I'm going to call him. I'm going to name him after my husband that served on the Stargazer with the man that I don't want to know had a child. What was Beverly's plan if Jack had become a sports star or a genius like Wesley or some other thing to get attention as a child, as a young adult? What was the plan there? What if he had become world famous as like a Parisi Square player or well, 4D chess or something? I mean, wouldn't that be the relief on her part of I don't actively have to hide this anymore. And I, you know, this, this mm, would, cop out. This would solve the out. problem of me having to, I mean, it would, it would relieve the whole situation of the tension, you know, obviously in that case, then he would know and she wouldn't have to be actively hiding anymore. So don't you think that it was serious enough that she would have named Jack after her maiden name? Which is Howard, Beverly Howard. Why wouldn't she have gone that route? Would people have questioned, though? like Jack Howard? Not why, at all. No. Why she has this kid that's running around with her with this. I mean, they wouldn't. People wouldn't no. know that her maiden name was Howard. So and then they wouldn't. But wouldn't that draw a different kind of attention? I mean, wouldn't that bring attention? Like, I'm that's sure there a were more people. Common name. I would say that her maiden name, Howard, would have been a very much a more inconspicuous name than freaking crusher but you know she had to have been asked by people who's the father and that's probably why she completely stayed away from all of the people in starfleet because they would all been like who's the dad who's the dad who's your we want to know you know and people <laughs> you know and in, in that situation with uh picard and her having served for so long there were people that would have been privy to the fact that they had had some sort of relationship more than just he's captain and she's the doctor. So that I literally thought you were going to say they had privy to knowing that they had sex. I almost lost my drink right there because I, I was like, oh, she's going to say it. She's going there. Please don't. This is a family show. No, I, no. So, no. But I mean, that's that's the thing. Like with her cutting all of those people off, you know, it's she's not dealing with all that. Show, it's <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting. Any closing arguments? Um, I think that it sounds like my takeaway from what you're saying is that what she did, she meant well. And you're kind of on the opinion that how she did it was just how she had to do it. I'm waiting for the blow up. I'm waiting for okay. like this couple's blow up situation, argument, whatever to happen. Because I think, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I, I feel like I missed out on that this this episode. So. Well, here's my PSA about this is that if you don't want to have children, keep it wrapped up. If you don't know who you're with in bed, you might want to go two ply. Where's the beef? We are Beyond Trek Podcast. Lower your inhibitions and surrender your years. We will add inspirational and hilarious Trek content to your day. Your attention will adapt to subscribe to us. Resistance is futile.